0: City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass, Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie to
1: rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Top step back, gets up
0: the shot. For the this is you're listening to the Uncontested.
1: Ooh, what is up and welcome to the Uncontested. Coming to you live Wednesday, July 28th, as we are just a couple of days away from NBA Free Agency. I'm your host for the evening, late evening, Jacob Niffen. I've got Nick Crane with me tonight.
2: We've got the After Dark Edition. Things always get weird on these pods. We're like tired, saying stuff that we don't mean. I
1: think it can this show the, this is the uh, Nick at Night show. <laughs> Now, we had uh, some scheduling difficulties today, so we are going live very late. So if you are in the chat, um, welcome to Team Degenerate. You are, uh, Curtis, is already in here, the Degenerates Assemble. Love it. Love it. Late night. Um, Yeah, so we have, before we dive into the pod, we're brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network, dailythunder.com. A few programming notes for you. We'll be back here again Sunday, 9 p.m. Central Time. And then Monday is the third, which is the first Thunder Summer League game out in Utah.
2: Crazy. I didn't even think about that.
1: Yes. So we will have a podcast after that Summer League game. No Summer League game on the fourth. The fifth, there's another Utah Summer League game that is on Wednesday. So we'll be live after that game. Thursday, there is a Utah Summer League game. But while that game is going on, Justin, Taylor, and myself, and maybe Nick, I don't know when you fly in, Nick, we will all be on our way to Las Vegas. So we will record a later evening show on Thursday, covering Utah Summer League, what to expect at Vegas Summer League, and kind of give you all a rundown of the content you can expect from us as we are out in Las Vegas for NBA Summer League. Got a lot of really cool stuff planned, Nick. I'm really excited for it.
2: I, I got to make my plug here. Um, this is going to be said many, many times over the next two weeks. I think Justin is is the king of this phrase, but um, don't get too excited or too disappointed with summer league. It's just summer league, but I'd be remiss if I didn't think back to that first Utah game a year ago. Hey, me and you were on that post game. I, I came into that game saying you know i had justin's voice in my head like it's just summer league if it's really good it's just summer league If it's really bad it's just summer league like chet's not a bust if he plays bad if he he plays well he's not a superstar but that performance was like (laughs) the most convincing summer league debut i've maybe ever seen with the 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 dirk fadeaway, the He was doing like behind the back the dribbles, step back, behind the back shots, three point shots. The You know
1: the one that sent me, Nick, in that game? He had the whole offensive bag going. He had like this really slick pass to J J Dub. Um, he had dunks. But in the second half, beginning of the second half, I don't know if you remember this, I forget who it was for utah but somebody drove baseline and like pulled it back to throw <laughs> one down and chet got up and got it with both hands. hands and then it ignited the brake, and he just kind of strolled down the court like you would see an action movie star do as the car behind them explodes in a ball of flame i was just like we were irrational yeah, after that game. Like I, you I want to go back blind. and listen to
2: that pod because it was probably just the hottest takes we've ever thrown out there.
1: It was a, it was a fun game, dude. J Dub hooped in that game. Like that was before we knew what J Dub was. Yep. yep, it was a fun game.
2: Runner up for rookie of the year. Yeah, that is nuts.
1: They might have another one this year. Uh, we'll see. I mean. Case on Wallace. Cause Chet's going to win rookie of the year. Case going to get runner up.
2: This is uh, a free agency pod, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little case just briefly. Tell me if you disagree. Um, when it comes to lottery picks, we all know probably half the guys in the lottery will end up either being mediocre role players or out of the league. In five to seven years, even in the top five, like history tells us, at most four will be really good players. But usually, it's like three. Like three guys generally get like max contracts and are on the superstar trajectory. So two of those top five guys will will not live up to expectations. Um, but big picture lottery, there's a lot of guys that have superstar upside that are super risky. There's a lot of guys that come in with more experience or like championship pedigree or blue chip five star recruit of everybody in this draft maybe outside of victor cuz he just feels like he's going to be good regardless inevitable yeah um like kason's floor or like if i had to make a bet who is still a starter in the nba in 12 years he's high on that list just the the defense the passing upside the shooting, you tweeted about this, like, minus the last 10 games where he's, you know, dealing with injuries, 41%. Like, the, the defense alone, he's going to have a role in the NBA. A smart player. It just feels like it would be really hard for him just to bust.
1: I agree. He, he's the, he feels like the highest floor player the Thunder have taken during the rebuild
2: yeah i mean even even jada like you look back at jada now like hindsight's 2020 and it's like multiple year college player um played point guard had the gross spurt you know long wingspan
1: yeah but he played at santa clara like yeah you know, it's, no, it's just I, so I, hard to evaluate
2: 100 percent, 100 percent. but yes I, I, at the time of at the time of them being drafted one of the highest floor guys oklahoma city's gone with in quite some time
1: definitely um a lot of people like to make the Drew Holiday comparison. Nick, if you had to make a defensive comparison for Kason for somebody that's already in the league, who would you say?
2: Ooh. Marcus Smart is another kind of
1: cop out, kind of like Drew is. Um. I thought for a little bit Davion Mitchell, but I feel like Mitchell is a little bit smaller and quicker.
2: Yeah. And I think Mitchell's Mitchell's more of a pesky defender. Like not that Kaysan's not. And like you look at
1: like Mitchell Mitchell reminds me a little bit of Pat Bev. As far as just like that pesky, annoying defender.
2: Yes, agreed. Um maybe like It's hard to say
1: Marcus Smart because that dude won defensive player of the year. You
2: know? What what do you think about this? And this is this is for anybody in the chat or listening to the pod that was not around a decade plus ago. This is going to be hard to conceptualize because this player is really old now and it's not the same defender he once was. But When you think about guys that are productive defenders when it comes to like steals, um, making plays defensively, but also just like the smarts, the IQ, making the right rotation, um, masking deficiencies of teammates, um, help side, you know, playmaker Chris Paul,
1: Oh, that's not where I thought you were going with that.
2: Where do you think I was going?
1: Another Kentucky guard. Pre-John Calipari. A lot longer than 10 to 12 years ago. Rajon Rondo.
2: Ah. Uh, interesting. Not too dissimilar. Like, I, I think Kason has... The overall point here is, is... Marcus Smart, Drew Holiday are guys that are... um loud defensive players like like you see it on the screen like a lot of what they do is like on ball steal transition tips deflections all that stuff and, and that's case does the same thing but a lot of what case does that's special doesn't show up like they couldn't make this entry pass because he he shadowed the right way and kind of denied the entry playing off of his guy helping the big or like making the right rotation cutting off a certain angle like that's the stuff that you that doesn't show up on the box score and like just watching the game may not notice unless you're physically watching case move around it's like it's 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 chris paul to me like the obviously the body is not the same um the player is not the same the archetype's not the same but the the defensive iq i think is very similar
1: i said this the night of the draft nick this sounds a little blasphemous, and I don't mean it. Like he is this player, or he has the possibility to be this player, because he doesn't. Some of the defensive plays he makes remind me of Kawhi Leonard. There's one where like somebody posts him up and like sticks the ball out, and kind of brings it over their head, and he just like reaches over there, and grabs him, and takes it away. Like the the hand activity. He has a lot of plays where he's just like running with a guy and then just pokes the ball and it goes out the other way and he's on a fast break. There are, I'm not comparing him to Kawhi. I'm not saying he's going to be Kawhi. I'm not saying he's a Kawhi level defender. But there are some things that he does that reminds me of the way Kawhi defends.
2: I mean, you're not wrong. Like all the guys we're comparing him to are, fantastic defenders and that's what that's yeah. what Kason is
1: and, and if Kason was 69 then he is Kawhi and that's why Kawhi's yeah. been so freaking good yeah. but there just shades that the other thing i've tweeted out multiple times nick i'm sure you've seen this a lot the way he relocates after passing the ball like he'll have the ball in his hands he'll make a move he'll do something he'll kick out And then he doesn't just kind of like fade to the baseline and wait for somebody to shoot a three. It's like he drives the lane, he kicks and then he continues to move. And as soon as you give the ball up, your defender relaxes again, going to sound blasphemous. And I'm not comparing him to this guy, but it reminds me of some of that warriors off ball movement. Like Steph Curry is the most dangerous as soon as the ball gets out of his hands. And I, I'm not saying he's Steph Curry. I'm not saying he's anywhere close to Steph Curry. I'm just saying the off-ball movement kind of reminds me of that warrior style of play.
2: And again, I think I think it's it's IQ. Like Kason's a very, very, very smart player. And it's kind of like the some of the best two-way players in the game. The reason they're good on both ends is because either they're like a defensive ace, and because of that, they know how to counter guys defending them on the other end or they're such a great offensive player that they can like flip that and and do it well defensively with him i just think it's he's so smart and it's the angles it's the movement it's like the way he process we, we talk about josh processing the game offensively kason's the same way defensively and i think because of that he understands I'm a good defender. I know how to counter offensive players. And because of that, when he's on offense, he's thinking that same way. Like, what's my defender going to do?
1: Yeah.
2: I think he can eat moving off ball is a good example of that. Um, and I, I, I just... Back to the floor. I just think it's, it's going to be so easy for him just to seamlessly fit in and be really good day one.
1: Totally agree. I think he's... I mean, Mark's going to love him think mark already loves him but just some of the stuff he does really high iq like you mentioned on the defensive end really great help defender uh i mean i was watching some of the film from kentucky versus alabama and he's guarding six seven anthony black and just like clamping him a lot like anthony got his for sure but it wasn't easy
2: yeah i don't know
1: it's it's just it's exciting. I, I'm excited to watch him play in Summer League. Again, don't take much o- away whether it goes good or bad. Summer League is made... You've said this. Summer League is made for guys like a man and a sar. Summer League is not made for guys like Kason. No, I still think he'll be fine. I think he'll look good. But Summer League isn't made for the Kason Wallaces of the world. It's made for the guys that have a lot of pop to their game, a lot of flash to their game, and that's just—they just—they drafted a dog who wants to work.
2: There, there will be tweets in that Thunder Rockets game from Houston fans that are like, "Wallace is such a tryhard. Why is he? It's summer league. Why is he trying to lock this guy down full court?" And it's like that's just the dude
1: he is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't Get care. Over it. You roll the ball out on the blacktop. That's what he's doing. Yep. The Thunder do play Houston? Yep. Out in Vegas?
2: I think it's game two, July 11th, the day after we leave.
1: I would like for Houston to play Jabari Smith Jr. that game. And the Thunder to play Usman Jang. And it just go positively for the Thunder. That'd make me very happy. Again, it's just summer league. But yes, that'd right. be fun. It would may still make me very really happy. Let's take a quick break. And then on the other side, we're going to dive into all things free agency.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: All right. At the time of this recording of this podcast, Nick, we are less than 48 hours away from free agency. It will officially open up 6 p.m. Eastern on Friday evening. That's 5 p.m. Central. Um, There are a lot of practice facilities, front offices, like physical front offices around the league right now. Burning the midnight oil ordering the next round of coffee as they make their way through the 700 page document <laughs> of the CBA that got sent to the teams today that mm-hmm. governs them two days from now. So uh, Godspeed to those folks. Um, do not envy them at all. Let's dive into some free agency talk, Nick. Uh, specifically, we're going to start off with the thunder. Few pieces of note for thunder fans. Uh, okay. OKC. Is they were projected to have about 30 million in cap space, but then they made the trade to move up to 10. And in that trade, they absorbed Davis Bertons. So now the Thunder are projected at about 15 million in cap space because they are under the tax. They also have a 12 million dollar non taxpayer mid-level exception if you have no clue what that means basically not only do you have like money to spend until you hit the salary cap but the league gives you these exceptions uh they are exceptions to the rule where you can spend money so the thunder have 12 million of that to spend the roster is full the assumption is somebody goes maybe it's uh, Dario Saric, who is a free agent as well. Uh, maybe it's Lindy Waters. Maybe it's Jeremiah Robinson Earl, whoever, to bring in Kason Wallace. However, Nick, in the new CBA, there is a rule that you have to spend at least 90% of the salary cap. It's called the salary floor. And if you are not at that 90%, the way it used to work, is if you were not at the floor by the last day of the regular season, then let's say you're $10 below the floor. You have to disperse that $10 million that you didn't spend amongst all the players on your team. And then because you were a non-tax-paying team, all the teams that did pay taxes, um, that money gets evenly distributed to non-tax-paying teams. Well, the new CBA says if you are not at that salary floor by the first day of the regular season, not only do you not take part in that revenue sharing, but you also, let's say you're $10 million below, you have to cut the league a $10 million check. It doesn't go to the players, it goes to the league. Thunder are currently sitting about $2 million, I think it's $1.5 million, below that salary floor. So, Nick, my question for you, about $15 million in space, they need to spend at least $2 million to get to the salary floor. They have a $12 million um, taxpayer middle mid-level exception. Are the Thunder going to do anything come free agency Friday at 5 p.m.?
2: Um, I'll start by saying, surely there's no way that given 5 p.m. is when you're allowed to start legally... Uh, talking and negotiating surely there won't be like 40 deals that are tweeted out right at five right no um they're not sitting in the drafts i i don't see the thunder being a player at the opening window like i'd be really surprised if that first hour hour and a half where it's like Woj bombs shams coming in. Like I'd be shocked if they were in that group. Like we saw Lou Dort last year extended in that kind of initial window. Um, I I doubt we see anything that has anything to do with Oklahoma city in that window. I do see them. I mean, they'd be foolish not to, to explore options and see what's out there. Maybe the market dries up and a guy that they thought might be getting the mid level is now looking at something smaller and like fits what they want to do. And is a veteran, whatever, um, so I think they'll they'll look and they're looking, and I think they may make a move, like you you talked about the the floor they've got to hit. Obviously, there's the roster situation to think about. Um, i I think they'll 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 sign one player. We'll put it that way. And we can talk about who that one player might be or or potential options, but I wouldn't expect like a multi free agent signing situation or a huge splash or anything early
1: on but I think something could happen. Interesting. Do you think it is so they got to get that 2 million. Do you think they get there by just sign? Cause you sign somebody for 2 million, but you also have to open up a roster space for that guy. So you cut somebody that's making 1 million like, uh, I don't know, like a Lindy waters or something. Like the math doesn't add up. So do you think it's going to be a signing or is it going to be a trade? Signing. I think
2: uh, you don't have to cut. Like, we're, we're in that, that transition between seasons, like change of the calendar year timeframe, um, where you don't have to make those cuts until later in training camp. So it's not like they have to cut a guy right away to bring in a guy. Correct. Depending on the, the circumstance. Um, but like Lindy's got a club option for next year at, at just under 2 million. So if that's a guy that would be cut, like the situation you're talking about, you, you got to do some math there to make sure you're still hitting your floor. But um, even if you sign a guy, that doesn't mean he's going to make the team long term. That doesn't mean we know exactly who whose roster spot he's taking you know, it's, it's, it's going to be this, you situ- said, we like good guys going into camp and competing. Um, if I were to place money in Vegas, if the thunder signed one guy, how much is their average annual contract? I would say $7 million.
1: I was going to go six. Okay. So interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah, they have a long window to to make this happen, but they do have to spend. Yeah, and I think that's interesting. A move has to be made because they're not cutting the league a check. It's just not going to happen. I also want to give a shout out to John Hamm. Uh, if you've been a Thunder fan for a while, you know who John Hamm is. He and I were texting back and forth earlier today and this evening to make sure I had all my salary cap stuff correct. Um, you got to go to the teacher whenever you need Need your answers. So I went to John. Crazy idea I just had, Nick, because John and I were talking, the Thunder have about $15 in cap space. They could also trade away a player and bring back a player Mm -hmm. making more money, uh, basically combine your salary cap space and a contract to get something bigger. Mm -hmm. Right? I think that's interesting. They can even trade... Davis Bertans, they could turn around and trade him right now uh, because of the way he they acquired him. He wasn't like an aggregate trade, so they could do that. One name that's kind of been out there, I don't know if this team is still looking to shed money. Uh, they were for sure. They might have accomplished that goal and not have to do that anymore. A name that I think you and I have talked about before. Is there Marcus something that... Oh, no. Oh, is there okay. something there with DeAndre Hunter in Atlanta?
2: Oh God, I wish. He that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a salary shed. That would be you're giving up assets and taking that salary.
1: Yeah. So as soon as the next fiscal year starts for the league, which is Jan or not January, July six, July seven, um, he starts his four year. It's eighty mil. Um, a little over eighty. It goes uh twenty twenty million, twenty one point seven, twenty three point three, twenty four point nine. Okay. So that'd be eighty four, five, six, seven, eight, like a four year ninety around. Okay. okay. So if you I, could turn I, around and, and give them Bertons and a pick. Definitely would do that.
2: Um, because,
1: I mean, that gets them, cuts their salary by about three or four million this year. And then they can just not play him 75% of the games, only be on the hook for five million next year. You do that plus John Collins, really reset your books.
2: Yeah. I, I, I don't think know. It's that just a thought. That's a situation where um, you're taking on a play that's actually attractive and fits what you're trying to do. Um, on the flip side, my Marcus Morris guess. Um, we saw the Clippers tonight um, not guarantee Eric Gordon's contract, which saves them like over $100, 100 million in luxury tax dollars. Um, Marcus Morris has publicly not been happy with his role and would not be shocked that they're trying to move him or even dump him. We've seen like Oklahoma City be a huge player on that front. I think now given their situation, they're not maybe as open to doing like the Al Horford deal, the Kemba Walker deal where you're, you're bringing on decent chunks of money while well, attached to an asset. Like it doesn't make as much sense now, but it still could make sense. Like if that's how you get over the 2 million and you acquire an asset um, and maybe Marcus Morris looks halfway to Oklahoma city that works, but I, the Hunter option would be much better where it's a guy that's still young and and could be a starter for you and actually has a future on the team. Like, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think it, it was just an, a thought. I don't think it's going to happen. There's no reporting of anything about that. Just interesting thing to throw out here at 1130 at night. Um, I could also see the thunder being involved in a trade in a three team trade where they are a team that's absorbing a salary. They're, they're making the mechanics of the trade work. Uh, the thunder acquire something for doing that and it gets them that extra 2 million that would make a ton of sense to me as well okay more free agency stuff nick let's do a little exercise i want you to imagine that friday at noon you get the phone call it is the oklahoma city thunder sam presti is bringing you on board he says look nick we got about 15 million we need to spend I want to sign a player for 10 to 15 million. Here's the phone. Here's all the numbers of all the agents. Call three guys for me. See how interested they are. We want them to make sense for us, for what we're building. We've listened to the uncontested. We know that you know what you're talking about. Here's the phone. Make three calls to three free agents. See see what their interest level is. Who are the three guys you're calling?
2: They have to be 10 plus or just anything. Not necessarily.
1: Not, But they can't be over 15.
2: Okay. Um, I'll give you three names. And then maybe you pick out what's most intriguing and we, we can talk deeper. Um, give me Shay's cousin.
1: Nah. Okay. Restricted free agent. Yep. out of Minnesota, yep. meaning that yeah. if somebody offers him a contract, Minnesota can match. Yep. Yep. I believe starting this year, two days, it used to be if you signed a restricted free agent to an offer sheet, their team had three days to match. I believe now that's down to one. Mm. Okay. I think Which that starts this year.
2: May actually benefit teams because that also like kind of locked up that money. Hmm. Um, interesting i hadn't read that tidbit um name number two listen closely because i'm not saying the name that people think i'm saying jay lynn mcdaniels not Jaden. Jalen mcdaniels who i think is is overshadowed by his brother who's a much better player but i think Jalen is also a solid player mm-hmm.
1: um, he's he's in philly is he restricted as well uh he, he may
2: be unrestricted actually i think I he's
1: unrestricted know. i think you're right
2: I don't have his, let's see. Unrestricted, yep. Um, although I think they have his bird rights, and and he wouldn't be crazy expensive, I don't think. Um, last one, another brother of a, a player in the NBA, actually. Mo Wagner. Um, oh, okay. It, he doesn't sound like the sexiest pickup, but strong, plays center, can shoot the ball a little bit. And I think if you go look at his numbers, he's a guy that like nobody talked about last year. Cause he's wasn't a huge piece in um, Orlando. But let me, let me, uh, let me read you his statistics from last season. He played in 57 games, 18 starts. So he, he wasn't a primary starter, but started some games He shot. Just over 30% from three, so not great, but he's had seasons in the past where he's he's in the, the mid-to-upper 30s. 10.5 points a game, 4.5 rebounds per game. That feels like a... And, and that's in 19 minutes. So in, in 19 minutes a game, basically 10 and 5 in 19 minutes. And he's six eleven two forty five, 245, kind of the the counter to Chet where he's got a little bit more bulk and could be a backup big. I think that would be super interesting.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a fascinating one. Um, we can talk about your three. Can I give you my three real quick? Yeah, let's hear them. Okay. My first one kind of followed your line of thinking on your last one. Uh, I kind of went more, um, restricted for the agent guys, which maybe isn't the best idea. Uh, but I went with, where's he at? I just had it organized, and then I lost it. Um, B-ball Paul. Paul Reed out of Philly. Same idea. He's a big, he's a center. Um, could be a, a backup guy, a little bit bigger body. My next one, guy that I've talked about a lot on here, Grant Williams. It seems like he is out at Boston. Boston um, kind of have already has already shot their shot and gotten Chris Stapp's Porzingis. I don't see a way in which they can bring Grant back. I think there'll be a lot of suitors for Grant, um, but I like him a lot. I think he would kind of fit what Oklahoma City wanted to do. My third name that I was going to say until I just saw his age, and it blew my freaking mind. Who? Seth Curry. Why does his age bother you? Why does
2: his age bother you?
1: I just didn't realize he was that old. Where does time go? Seth is 33.
2: I know. How old is Steph? You know, it's like like these, these guys that, and I know it's a completely different upbringing and different career arc, but all the guys that were young, we think about young, time has just flown. Like these guys are mid to upper 30s now. Um, I
1: know, it's crazy.
2: But Seth is a guy that age doesn't concern me because his game is predicated on shooting the ball. You don't have to be hyper-athletic or keep your mobility to do that kind of thing.
1: Definitely. Um, I don't know, maybe so for my third name, maybe I go Nikhail Alexander as well, maybe a, a Romeo Langford. Mm. Um someone along the along those lines.
2: Romeo's interesting. I I the Spurs have drafted multiple guards the past couple of years. Like maybe he I mean to me, he's a guy that if I was a Spurs, I would keep, but there's also the counterpoint where it's like how many guys can you have? You got Malachi Branham. Um, you no longer have Josh Primo. Um, <laughs> you've got uh, Sissoko, who's not a true guard, but can play a little bit of guard. Um, Notre Dame kid. I'm, I'm blanking on his name from last year's draft. Um, first round pick.
1: Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, and, um, it's escaping me too.
2: I, we should be on that. I know I should be blank on that. Um, anyways, they got, they got a bunch of guards the past couple of drafts. I, I wonder if Lankford could be gettable
1: of the, the six names we just rattled off. Who's the most interesting one to you? Uh,
2: I mean, obviously Grant Williams, but he's going to be at the upper end of the, the, the price tag, like probably like by a mile for all the guys we talked about.
1: Oh yeah. Does Grant um, go for under 15? year i don't think so i could see him getting 16 to 18 yeah i could we'll see, see him 20 i just i don't think that uh that Boston's bringing him back i just don't see an avenue where they can they're yeah. pretty strapped on cash
2: um in that case i mean i think we both talked about nah i mean that we've that talked about it for a long time yeah. I, and and What he did in, like late in the season in the play-in with his defensive ability, kind of fits like this team that wants to have every player impact the game on both ends.
1: He can shoot it a little bit. I don't think Minnesota is going to give him up. They just they just let. um, Why am I blanking on their shooter that they just let walk tonight? Prince, yeah, Tari and Prince. Yeah. I would imagine they're letting Tari and Prince walk so they can match a Nikhil Alexander Walker offer sheet, but
2: they let Prince walk. So Alexander Walker could fly. I love it. I
1: love it. Um, yeah. I think Grant Williams is my favorite in there as well. Uh, we got some people in the chat. Connor says PJ Washington. I just think he's going to be priced out of the thunders range.
2: Oh yeah, he is. He dude, that game late in the season against the thunder. Yeah, what do you have? Like thirty-eight.
1: It was crazy. I think it was his career high.
2: Yeah, you, you. I mean, obviously, you don't get paid based off of your career night, but like that—that that dude is really good. good. He didn't get talked about him in Charlotte.
1: Yeah, uh, the Thunder only have one free agent, Nick. That is Dario Saric. Any predictions on him? Are we just assuming he's gone?
2: I think he's gone. The pre Baratons trade. I thought there was a legit chance they might bring him back on a cheapish deal. Um, now, I just don't see a world where two roster spots are used on immobile veterans that play I in
1: the front court. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, last free agency-ish kind of thing for the Thunder: Alexei Pokashevsky. Is the one Thunder player who is eligible or extension eligible this summer? He's going into year four. So if they did sign him to an extension that would not kick in until the following season, do you see them getting an extension with Poku done? They have until like right at the beginning of the season, mid-October, to get this done. But do you see an extension with Poku? And if so, what do you think the dollar amount is?
2: I think yes. Um, it will be 36 over three years.
1: I was going to go four for 48. So we're in the same ballpark. Yeah. I mean, About 12, same, 12 per, same
2: figure, just yep. different years.
1: I think, I think 12, 12 million per year, I think is pretty fair for Yeah.
2: Program. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a long term concern, but given super injury riddled the last year, someone like that. 12 million. He should be very happy with, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, And I think the Thunder really, really, really like him and and see the vision and are going to be patient with him. They put so much development time in this kid over the past several years, like bringing him back. Just makes sense.
1: I've said it a few times on this show. I legitimately think he might be like the Thunder aren't going to play like traditional, Positional basketball, but I think if you had to say like, oh, who's coming in for who? Who's going in for what position? I think Poku is going to be their bench five this year.
2: Poku be their starting four this year.
1: It could. Thin towers, baby. Yeah,
2: I mean that 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 goes to show an extension. I wouldn't say needs to happen, but makes sense to happen.
1: Yep, I would agree. All right, let's take our last break. On the other side, we're going to do some rapid fire free agency stuff before we get out of here.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: And we are back. Nick, I have a list of free agents in front of me. I'm going to give you a name. You're going to tell me what team they're going to be playing on next season. All right. Easy enough. Easy enough. First one, James Harden.
2: Miami via opt in trade.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going Philly. Okay. Kyrie Irving. Dallas. Dallas. D'Angelo Russell.
2: Los Angeles going back as well.
1: Houston Rockets. Mm. Fred Van Vliet. Rockets. Back to Toronto. Jeremy Grant. I think
2: that Portland definitely wants him back, but they're also flirting with this Draymond Green idea. Um, let's go Jeremy. Back to Detroit.
1: That's a good one. I'm going Jeremy stays put. Christian yeah. Wood.
2: <laughs> um, golly. reported reported
1: Miami interest there.
2: I'm gonna go Knicks.
1: Ugh, I hate that. Give me. This is a tough one.
2: That's so what I'm saying. I just I just give threw me my that makes that no strange decisions. Kuzma. Um I think the popular answer would be Sacramento. I'm gonna go a little weird here and say San Antonio.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go Indiana. Okay. Dylan Brooks. You wanna say it on three? Yeah. One, two, three. Rockets Houston. just makes too much sense it does and that's not a good thing <laughs> guy I just mentioned Seth Curry Um,
2: just for the sake of fun
1: if you're going to play with his brother
2: in Golden God State
1: damn it Nick God damn it Nick that's what you're going to say 100% because I think Dante <laughs> DiVincenzo is leaving yeah go play in a minimum join your brother. Yep. Bruce Brown Jr. Um Dallas. Dallas. That's a That's an interesting this, one.
2: This Give... this could this could go very stale very quickly cuz Reggie Bullock is like like we're in the 11th hour of his contract decision. I think that he could be a Reggie Bullock replacement.
1: Give me Sacramento for Bruce Brown okay. Jr. Okay. PJ Washington. Charlotte. I think he stays in Charlotte. Grant Williams. Yeah. Mm. That's
2: a really hard one. Like, he has tremendous value. I think every team would love to have him. But there's, like, the teams that have cap space... Does he make sense on any of those teams? Um, mm. Give me the Lakers?
1: Some sort of sign and trade?
2: Yeah, I mean, they they always any LeBron team, it feels like they have weird cap space situations where it's like, how the heck are they going to do anything? And then all of a sudden they like trade half their roster and end up with a new team.
1: Yeah. This one's a difficult one for me.
0: Got Doesn't make one. sense. In, I thought he made
1: sense in Utah. Doesn't make sense in Utah anymore. They've just picked up two power forwards. Doesn't make sense in Detroit. He can play. I mean,
2: he's a shorter guy. He doesn't have to play a power forward either. So if you're thinking of a team that has too many power forwards, I wouldn't let that deter you. What is he, like 6-6? Six, six? Yeah. He could play wing just fine.
1: Yeah. Um, give me a sign and trade to Miami. Mm. All right. Two more. Both Oklahoma ties. Darius Baisley. You did not put this one on there. Oh, they didn't get a qualifying offer. He's unrestricted, I believe. I believe I, I could know. I could be wrong there.
2: Golly, uh, we've joked about it for years. Clutch Lakers.
1: I one hundred percent could see it. Signing a minimum. Last one, speaking at Lakers, Austin Reeves.
2: I think somebody's going to screw the Lakers and give him way more money than I think he's worth. Um, like, if I'm Houston, why am I throwing my money at Van Vliet and Brooke Lopez and Dylan Brooks? When, like, I know, I Austin. know Reeves. Reeves isn't like a young like people think he's a young player. He came out of college. like at 23 or 24. He's not a young player. Um, but like the Rockets, like I, I love that they're doing it because I think it's going to implode in their face, but quit trying to like push the button too fast. Get it. Get it, like a middle ground guy. Like Reeves is young enough that he can play for you for a long time, but he's not this old guy when you're trying to win too fast. Throw your money at him. You're probably going to overpay him. Maybe you don't, but that's so much better than like a two-year deal for Van VanVleet, a two-year deal for Brook Lopez, and you middle out both seasons and then they're gone. uh, Houston is my answer.
1: I like it. Uh, Give me... I'm trying to think of someone that we haven't really gone with yet. What about... Some sort of sign and trade with the Knicks. That
2: would be so funny to see him go from Norman, Oklahoma that last season of college. <laughs> to
1: Los Angeles and New York?
2: Los Angeles and New York, yeah.
1: Give me uh, give me him and... Um, what's the Knicks guard name? Why did I just forget it from Dallas? Brunson? Give me Reeves and Brunson backcourt. That could yeah. be kind of fun. Slide yeah. RJ up to the three. Yeah. All right, Nick, any other free agency thoughts before it kicks off? Because we will not have another podcast borrowing something wild with the Thunder.
2: I'm going to give you two names because you threw like a billion at me. Russell Westbrook.
1: Stays with the Clippers. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Minimum.
2: Mi- I think he's going to fight for more than that. I know not every team that he wants to go to has the kind of money, but um, the other one's Brooke Lopez. We just talked about him with Houston. Do you think Houston's the team?
1: I think Brooke stays with Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee just keeps everything pat and runs it back.
2: Agreed. Agreed.
1: I'm not sexy at all, but I think that's that's the case for that's, those two that guys. That is
2: Milwaukee, though. That is mm-hmm. exactly what they do. Um, only the thought for free agency is, I think... Thunder fans might be disappointed when they see that Oklahoma City has 15 mil to work with and may not do anything splashy at all. The guys that we brought up in our three were not splashy names. Um, just remember, not a free agent destination. Even if they had 15 million in one of these, all of it, doesn't mean guys would come here. Uh, on top of that, there's no better free agent signing or, draftee for that matter, than Chet Holmgren coming back. Like, this team, is going, this team is going to be more fun than last year, more talented than last year, more well rounded than last year. You don't need free agency.
1: And if you're like chomping at the bit for the Thunder to go get a guy in free agency, you got to remember if they go sign somebody, you typically have to play that somebody. Yeah. This team has Shea, Josh, J Dub, Chet, Kason, yeah. Usman. Mm-hmm. J Will, uh, Dort, J.R.E., Trey Mann. like They have a lot of guys that they still want to get development. Poku. Yeah. If you bring in a vet that needs 30 minutes a night, you are stunting the growth of other guys. And I think Thunder fans and the front office want to see those young guys play and see what yeah. they can turn into. Yeah. The Thunder Agreed. isn't in a rush. They're just going to let this thing play out. So I wouldn't expect anything. If there is something, though, we will be all over it. We will have you guys covered with emergency pods and whatnot. Reminder before we get out of here, Sunday at 9, we'll be back here. We'll probably talk a lot of free agency then as well because that uh, will be 48 hours after free agency has started, so there'll probably be a ton of news. Monday, first Thunder Summer League game out in Utah. We will be covering that one uh, with a post-game podcast. Same thing on Wednesday. Thursday night is a later pod after the Thunder Summer League game from the four of us who will be out in Las Vegas. We got some cool stuff planned for Vegas. Make sure you follow all the social channels. You will not want to miss it. If you are a fan of the Thunder, we will have you covered. We'll be there in person next Saturday for Thunder versus Mavs. That should be a fun one. A lot of other stuff coming your way. We'll have post-game pods after every Summer League game. So keep it tuned to The Uncontested wherever you get your podcasts at. Make sure you sub to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all the social media channels. We will see you guys on Sunday. Stay cool. Enjoy Summer League. Or not, we'll be back before Summer League. Enjoy Free Agency. And we will talk soon. Until then, as always,
0: Thunder Up. Hey,